Welcome back to another episode of Between the Lines. I'll be out soon. I'm just organizing a few things back here. Some final preparations. The book is on the counter there. Read it. Go to the red couch. I really want to hear what you have to say about this one. The shop looked immaculate. I spent the morning cleaning this place, and now everything was perfect. No one appreciates the things I do. I'll probably have to do this again tomorrow. No matter how clean I leave it today, every time I come back there's always something out of line, unclean, or off. I know this shop, inside and out. I know when something's off. But it was time to return to my writing. Same routine. Clean and write. This keeps me happy. I returned to my front desk and took out my dark blue journal. As I flicked through all the pages filled with words, characters, descriptions and story ideas, a smile formed on my face. God, I'm good. I'd like to see someone write as much as I can in a day. I'd like to see someone write the way I write. Suddenly, the bell on the shop door rang. It opened and in walked a woman. Mid-twenties, blonde, slightly curly hair, denim jeans, a short, light brown jacket that matched her satchel which hung down by her side. I stared at her as she walked into the shop and waited for the door to close behind her. I was just about to write. She just had to come in just when I was about to get my... She looked over at me behind the text desk and gave me a smile. I forced a wide grin and gave her a nod and motioned my hand at the rest of the store, as if I had to give her permission to explore it. She accepted with a tilt of her head, and put her hands in her denim jeans pockets as she started her stroll through the store. My front row teeth that I was showing slinked back into my mouth, and then pressed heavily on my lower jaw. I know the types like her. They come in here and they act like they don't know what book they want. But in reality, they know exactly what they want. She must have tried to order a book online from her Mac, but so it was out of stock. So she thought she would be daring and actually bother to go into a bookstore and try to look for it. Yet she wastes her time strolling through the book aisles, acting interested in them all. She makes sure to stay long enough looking at shelves of books so that it looks like she's reading something. But not too long, 
so that she doesn't stay longer than she wants to. She then comes to a halt at a bookcase and begins inspecting some of the books. That's my shelf with my book on it. Is she going to pick up my book? I think she's going to pick it up. Finally, someone who actually has taste. Someone who actually has time to read the proper books in this shop. Maybe I was wrong about her. Could I be wrong? The woman then took out a book and started reading in the front of it. She slowly began to turn it around, but decided to give up halfway. She then placed the book back onto the shelf. The woman proceeded to grab a neighboring one. She took one look at the cover. One look. She smiled to herself and then put the book under her arm and walked towards my desk. Good morning, she says with a smile. A genuine smile, it seems, since the wrinkles in her eyes are scrunched up. I force a similar smile from myself. Good morning! Nice to see an early riser. I don't get many people in the morning, but those that do come in, I know they're genuine book readers. Oh, thanks. I don't like to think of myself as someone who reads a lot of books, but um, I do from time to time. <laughs> Bullshit. This is probably your first book that you've read in years. And she has the audacity to come in here and take a look at my book and not bother to read the blurb on the back. Instead, you pick up some pathetic fiction story book that has barely any reviews, all based on its goddamn cover. You, miss, are not a book reader. So, how much will the book be? I take the book off her and look at the price. I could raise the price on her. Mm, no, no. She seems slightly too clever for that. She's definitely one of those people that would come back if she realized she got ripped off. I definitely don't want this one coming back. It will be 12 euro, please. I say in a chirping tone. The woman begins to rummage through her satchel in pursuit of her purse. I saw you pick up another book. The woman looks up, startled by my question. Um, yeah, I took a look at one of the ones with the peculiar cover. Um, it just didn't seem like my sort of book, you know? Based off what? I have to be careful with these questions. I can't show my true emotion. Oh, well, the cover... It just didn't seem like anything I'm into. It seemed like one of those basic books that's just a copy and paste of another book. Is she fucking serious? Copy and paste. She would know all about copy and paste books, I bet. I even say she used to have a dream to write a book herself. But her parents discouraged her because what she wrote was definitely garbage. She has no awareness of what good writing is. She's just like everybody else. 
Did you read the blurb? I said through gritted teeth. Uh, yep. The story seemed pretty dull. I didn't see you read the blurb. My smile had faded. I don't care. The woman takes out her credit card and hands it over to me. Her smile is gone too. It's just not the book for me. That's all. I scanned her credit card and the transaction goes through. I don't think you gave that book a chance. The woman quickly takes the credit card from me. She doesn't bother putting it in her wallet. She just throws it into her purse. I'll try keep an open mind next time. Thanks. She quickly leaves the shop without saying another word or looking back. This has gone on too long. No one picks up my book. I don't understand. I'm the only good writer in this damn bookstore. Yet they pick the fake ones. The ones about crimes that never could never happen. The ones about the apocalypse caused by robots, aliens, or magic. What is the appeal to these stories? They aren't real. I can feel my hands tightening into fists, my nails digging into my palm. I just need one. That one person that will read my book. I need someone who will just listen and read whatever I tell them to. I need to make sure that they like my type of book. I need to test them. Get them to read other books. To see their tastes. Get their opinions. I'll know then if they're the right person. And I guess that's when you come in. I'm talking to you now. This isn't part of the story. I wasn't sure if I was going to use you when I first met you. But after you came back the second time, I, I knew. It wasn't hard, really. I planned it all. I knew how this was going to go. Hmm. I guess I began to break character as the weeks went by, but I think my performance was sufficient. I know you're confused right now, don't worry. I'll explain it all to you. Come back to the front of the shop. I'll be there. I don't know why you're so surprised. So stop acting like you are. I give you ample opportunity to figure this out on your own. So many opportunities. So many clues. I feel like you just ignored them. I wasn't lying when I said these stories have meanings. I also never specified that they all had to have different ones. 
You had the information right in front of you, and not once did you question. You've been taught this lesson since you were able to stand on your own feet. But now I have to explain everything to you like you're still a toddler. Remember the first story? An innocent mother and father who cared deeply about their kid. Oh, how touching, yes. Except their kindness for their child masks a more hideous side to themselves. And then the second story. A man who was raised by a loving family leaves his home to return years later to what? A town which greeted him with open arms again? No. They cast him out. They showed no empathy. They were decent people before, but this time they showed their true character. Now I will admit, the third story was a bit far-fetched with the meaning. But that mysterious voice. Look at how the characters just accepted their fate and did what the voice said without questioning it. Do you see what I was trying to tell you? Or did you just accept everything I said? No, no, don't nod your head and pretend you know. I know you don't know. Pretending you do will not get you out of here quicker. Oh, I guess you need some more help. The fourth story, then. The thief and his brother. Another family whose trust in each other was never there. A lie. Fake. And finally, the obsessed girl. A girl who just wanted an extension on her deadline. Turned out to be a complete sociopath. Do you see? You could have seen this all coming. Do you see the meaning? The lesson? I was telling you all along, people can't be trusted. No matter how nice, kind, or how well you know them, even the nicest people have a dark side. I was giving you every opportunity to figure it out so you could walk away from here. Yet here we are. You blindly came back in here every week, never once questioning anything. Not even why no one ever came into this shop. Why you were always the only one here. It would be wrong of me to tell you that you were coming here out of free will, because I did have a part to play in that. I have been subconsciously making you come back here. I knew learning hypnosis could benefit me someday. Haven't done it to a person in quite some time. I thought I might have lost the touch, but I hadn't. I'm not surprised. You uh, don't remember, do you? Halfway through that story, the second time you came back, I hypnotized you. It was too easy. I even pointed out what I had done afterwards. 
You were so oblivious. <laughs> All I needed then was to say the trigger words I had placed in your mind. First, I needed a line that I would say every time I wanted you to come back. A phrase, some parting wisdom maybe. Read between the lines. I'm proud of that one. And then I needed what is called a priming word. One that sets you up for the between the lines phrases. I couldn't say them too close together or it would be suspicious. Thankfully, the red couch was something I could say every time you went to read my stories. You must give me credit where it's due. All this is ridiculously clever. You don't agree? Well, of course you say that. You're the one that was tricked. One likes to see themselves as someone who is easily outsmarted. I've had the luxury of never having that happen to me. I've always been this smart. Oh, it feels good, though, to finally get this off my chest. To finally have you know that all this time you've just been a passenger. In control of nothing. But, back to the point of all this. I gave you those books because I needed you to see what good stories look like. I needed to see your response to those stories. Hear your opinion. I needed to find out if you were the right person to read my story. Someone who understands the components of a good storytelling. Someone who won't judge a story based on its cover. And now we've reached the end of my investigation into you. I'm not quite sure what to do. You aren't the perfect candidate. But I think the chances of finding someone else better than you... are slim. I don't think I can wait any longer for someone to read my story. People these days just don't understand what a good story is. They buy stupid comics and fantasy tales. They're not stories. Stories are meant to be real, not fabricated from imagination. At least my stories I've written really happened. What's a better way to write a story than to live through it? To watch it happen in front of your eyes. Or better yet, make it happen. I know what I'm going to have you do next. You're going to come back here. You're going to read my stories this time. But I'm not going to make it easy. You are going to have to figure out which story I give you is based on something I made happen for real. There's only going to be one story that took place in the real world. If you truly understand what a good story is meant to be like, then it shouldn't be a problem which one is mine. No writer on this planet has ever had the balls to do what I did. This is all for you to find out anyway. I know this hypnosis won't work anymore. You're conscious of its existence. But something tells me I won't have to worry. 
I know you'll be coming back. What's that phrase? Uh, you've come too far not to know? You want to know what's next. I can tell. I won't need to threaten you to come back or not to tell anyone. You won't do those things. So, you may leave now. I'll see you soon. And before you return to me next time, remember, all my stories from now on will require you to get better at doing one thing. Reading between the lines. Thank you for listening to the last episode. This week's short story was written by Niall Finnegan. This has been the first season of Between the Lines. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, always read between the lines.